And we're going to talk about uh, uh, a message today called Share Hope. It's part of our, our Christmas Advent series called Share Christmas. And today we're talking about sharing hope and sharing hope in the family. Anybody needs some hope <laughs> these days? I think we all are, are in need of a little hope. And uh, I want to encourage you, there is hope. There's hope for you. There's hope for your family. Uh, no matter what comes against us, uh, there's always hope. Uh, and I want to just talk to you about uh, something very powerful today, and that's the power of our words. The power of our words. Why don't you look at somebody in that's watching with you and say, your words are powerful. Why don't you tell somebody that? Your words are powerful. Have you ever said the wrong thing, you know? Uh, you, you, something came out of your mouth and you just like, oh no, I wished I didn't say that. I wished I could go catch those words and put them back in your mouth. Maybe you've written something on Facebook or you sent a text message and then later thought, oh, I wished I wouldn't have done that. There, there's a, a mom who sent a text message to her son uh, and she was announcing that his great aunt had passed away. She said, your great aunt just passed away, L-O-L. And, and her son said, why is that funny? And she said, it's not funny, David. What do you mean? She said, he said, mom, L-O-L means laugh out loud. And she said, oh, my goodness, I sent that to everyone. I thought it meant lots of love. I have to call everyone back now. <laughs> there's, a, there's an instance where words can mean something that you didn't want them to mean. Another mom uh, texted her daughter. She said, what does I-D-K-L-Y and T-T-Y-L mean? And her daughter said, I don't know. Love you. Talk to you later. And the mom replied back, okay, I'll ask your sister. <laughs> Sometimes words can come out in a weird way, can't they? You know, uh, this last uh, week, there was a sign that went up in Jasper, Alberta, and uh, it caught some people's attention. Uh, it said this, do not let moose lick your car. <laughs> Only in Canada would we put a sign up like that, don't let the moose lick your car. And there was actually actually instructions that we're supposed to keep your car at a at a safe lick, licking distance you know you you kind of gotta stay away from the moose so they don't run up and start licking on your car I, I was laughing because I saw an American saw this and and uh, they were laughing about Canadians and uh, said I wonder if the Canadian police are hiding behind some trees waiting for a moose to run out and lick your car so they can give you a fine yeah <laughs> only in Canada what we can say can get us into a lot of trouble can can uh, can uh, really mix things up what we can say can also have a very positive impact and effect on others. Words can say things that will encourage or that give permission to people or, or uh, that direct people's futures, releasing people into a, a greater future than they, they believe they could have. You know, I remember as a young minister, one mentor told me, Greg, you need to stick with it. <laughs> you, you, you need to have some perseverance and not give it up and you need to stop moving around and switching towns and places and just stick with something for a while. God wants to use you. And you know what? 
That guy spoke something into my life, and it affected my future. And I've been in Prince George for many years on this advice. So words can actually have a very positive impact. Words can, can do a negative thing or a positive thing. They can, they can crush a dream, or they can breathe hope. It's true, isn't it? Words can deflate you, or they can stir up your courage. Isn't that true? Uh, words can deceive you or bring clarity. Words can be very powerful. Now, just consider the power of words that have been spoken to you or words that you have spoken. Maybe, maybe uh, times where you've been at a crossroads in your life. I want you to just kind of imagine or remember your younger self. Maybe you're a teenager. You don't have to think back very far but maybe you're a parent or you're a grandparent. Think back to a time when you were younger, where you were at a crossroads. And you wished, looking back, I wished I could tell myself something. What would you say to your younger self? What would you say to encourage? What, what words of advice would you give? Would you give negative words? Would you give positive words? I think the answer is we'd give five uh, positive words. And I want to encourage you, if you can do it in five words or less, put it in the chat there. What advice would you give to your younger self at that crossroads? Maybe you're at a time of a decision making in your life. Maybe you were going to do something that took a risk, or maybe you were dreaming about your future. Maybe you were thinking about who you would marry. What advice would you give to your younger self. Maybe if you can do it in five words or less, I'm giving you a challenge. And put that in the chat. And uh, I'm going to watch for those that come up. And if I, if I see some, I'll read some. Right. I want to just encourage you now as your pastor. You know, we're at a difficult time. We're at a time that's unprecedented. Whether you believe COVID is a pandemic or a plandemic, this is a difficult time. Now, I want to encourage you, your words carry a lot of weight, Christians. As a believer, you have the choice to either use negative or positive words. And I want to encourage you, as your pastor, you have not heard me use negative words. And I want to share with you, I want you to follow my example, if you would. I'm not making you, I'm just suggesting, and I'm encouraging you with everything I can. You know, as a church, we can think of what we've lost, but I want to encourage you, you know what? We haven't lost everything. Do you know what? As a church, we have the right to pray. You know, we've been meeting every Sunday morning on Zoom and praying together church-wide prayer. You have the right to pray when you're in your home. Have you been in prayer? Have you been using your right to pray, your words, in a positive way? Have you been using your right to worship? You know, you can bring worship right into your home. You can play songs. You can sing songs. You can join on Gateway Church Live. There's all kinds of opportunity for us to worship Jesus and exalt his name. We have not lost that right. We have the right to help the poor. There's many, many opportunities. We have great people in our church that are going downtown on a weekly basis to help the poor. There's many groups in the city and charities that reach out to the poor. Maybe you know somebody that could use some encouragement. And I want to encourage you, you have not lost your right to help 
the poor as a church. We have not lost our right to give. We can give generously to God. We can make sure all the needs are met to reach our community with the gospel. And we also have a right to share the good news of Jesus. We have the right to use our words in a positive way. Tell me there's something negative to say about Jesus. Jesus loves us. Jesus gave his life for us. Jesus wants to forgive us and restore us and renew us and redeem us. Jesus wants to give us a hope and a future. There's so many things that we have the right to do as believers, and I want to encourage you with those positive words. You know, everything that we have exists, that exists, came about by words. Genesis 1 verse 3 said, and God said, <laughs> over and over, and God said, and in Genesis 1 7 says, and then it was so. God used his words and the worlds came into existence. Genesis 1.10 says, God called and it was good. Everything that he saw, everything that he spoke, he saw it as good. And in Genesis 1.28, God's first words to people. And what were they? They were a blessing. And God blessed them, it says. The first time God spoke to people, he spoke a blessing. He used positive words. Almost as remarkable that God did all this is that he gave us this capacity as his people. God gave us the ability to use words to be creative, to be dynamic, to determine futures and impart blessing to others. God created us in his image, and we are like him in this way, that we can use words in a powerful way. Proverbs 18.21 in the message translation says, Words kill and words give life. They're either poison or fruit. You choose. You choose. <laughs> Isn't that amazing how God gives us a choice of what we'll do with our words? You can choose one of two things. You can speak words that are negative, or he describes them as poisonous. Man, have you heard a poisonous word? It just has that effect on you, doesn't it? Or you can choose to speak words that are positive or fruitful. You know, a positive word used in a controlling way can also be negative. You know, sometimes we can be a little bit sarcastic and sarcasm can come in. And I want to encourage you, church, let's guard ourselves from falling into that trap. Right? I was trying to watch your comments and your things, but I've lost track of it on my phone. So I'm apologizing. So if the people are on the chat, the hosts are following along, make sure you review those and congratulate people for for what they've uh, advice that they're giving and encourage people to follow in on the messages. Maybe you even, as you're hearing this message, want to speak a positive word over the church or positive word over another family that's watching. I just encourage you, I release you <laughs> with this positive word to speak a blessing. You know, Jesus has been very clear that it isn't more rules that will change our words. It's a change in our hearts. You know, we know this, don't we? You're watching as a family. We know as a family. We know each other. We know what we're like behind our closed doors. We know what frustrates each other. We know how it 
we lose our patience. We know uh, each other's faults and failures and so on. And it can be so easy to use negative words with one another in our families. And Jesus said this about our words. Out of the heart, the mouth speaks. He said your words aren't the result of rules. They're a result of our hearts. And we know this in families, don't we? This is why we're so desperate. This is why we need to come to Jesus daily to encounter his goodness, to encounter his presence, because we don't need more rules. That's not what's going to change us. We need encounters with his presence that will transform and strengthen our hearts. I just love that. You know, the scripture says, the righteous will be as bold as lions. I got a picture of a lion in my office, and it reminds me every day when I look at it that Jesus wants to work in my heart to put boldness, to put strength in me. And, and let's just go to him on a daily basis, that there would be that transformation that would come to you and I that our hearts would be different, and the words that come out of our mouths would be different. Our choice of words has a very practical application in our families. And that's why I'm talking about this on Family Sunday. The words we choose will impact our relationships. They'll change how we grow and develop. We see it in our children. In fact, I was with my grandson yesterday. And we were building on a, on a model. And I said to him, Adam, you are so smart. And I saw his eyes get large and bright. Because our words are powerful. And they project growth in the development of our children and grandchildren. They determine the future Hopes and dreams in our families. Man, it's so good to be encouraged. I was talking with my son Judah last night, and, and he was just talking about some of his hopes and dreams. I just love to hear about families that have hopes and dreams, that we could encourage one another in those things. You know, we find examples of how God our Heavenly Father spoke words to His family, to the believers here on earth. And these words are powerful, were powerful then, and they're still powerful now. And there's, these are some familiar words probably to most of you. Jeremiah 29 and verse 11 says, I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. You know, that's God's heart. That's our Father's heart to us. That He's speaking hope and blessing over us. You know, David was having an encounter with God, King David, at another time. And he was in prayer. And he asked God to bless his family. You find this in 2 Samuel. It's a great uh, prayer. I encourage you to read it. In fact, I spoke about it I in a video I sent to you this morning. If you want to uh, look at that, I called it uh, Two Ways Carla and I Have Been Avoiding Crazy. And uh, so if you want to look at that, it's another part of 2 Samuel. But 2 Samuel chapter 7, verse 29, 
says, and now may it please you to bless the house of your servant. So he's asking God, if it pleases you, would you bless my house so that it may continue forever? That's a, that's a huge prayer eh, that David prayed. God bless my house forever. Let, let your eternal blessing, he's saying, that blessing that only can come from God, not the, just the temporary things that come and go and fade and, and uh, are traded for, for, uh, for something else so quickly. He's asking, would we receive something eternal that's established by God in our family? And then he says, for you have spoken. And when you grant a blessing to your servant, O sovereign Lord, it is an eternal blessing. You know, the way God was going to bless David, David said, was how? Through the words you have spoken. The words you spoke. Those would, that would be the way that God would transfer the blessing. It was through those words. You know, Jesus has qualified you and I to speak words on, our, on his behalf. The book of Revelation, the revelation of Jesus, chapter 1, verse 5 and 6, says, Glory and power forever and ever belong to the one who loves us. That's to Jesus. <laughs> they belong to Jesus. And he's freed us, that's you and I, from our sins by his blood. And he's made us a kingdom, priests for God, his Father Amen. You know, a priest has the ability to do two things. You have the ability to do two things, this verse is saying. You have the ability to talk directly with God about people. Or another way of thinking about that is you have the ability to directly talk directly to God on behalf of people. So you can go to God and ask for his blessing on your family. You can go to God and ask for his blessing on your boss. You could go to God and ask for his blessing on your pastor or your church or your neighbors or your, or your enemies. <laughs> you can go to God. That's a, that's a right of a priest. You can go to God directly and talk to him about people. Then the second thing uh, that you have the ability to do as a priest is you have the ability to talk directly with people about God. Or another way to think about that is you have the ability to talk directly with people on behalf of God. You could bring a message to someone, a message of hope, a message of promise, a message of a future that God would be with them and walk with them if they would turn their hearts to him. Isn't it amazing what we have the ability to do as a priest? As a believer in Jesus, as someone who has been redeemed by Jesus, you are qualified to impart blessing. You know, one of the most powerful places to bless. Just checking out the time, sorry. One of the most powerful places to pass on blessing is in the family. It's powerful. Powerful. It's, it's an environment where there's care and love and security and affirmation. But also, 
The church is a great environment for that. With your friends, that can be a great environment. With your friends, in your workplace, you can pass on blessing. There's all kinds of places where you can pass on blessing. But we're talking specifically about in the family today. But I don't want you just to limit that. I want you to consider, are you in a pit? (laughs) Are you in a discouragement in an area of your life? Maybe God wants to use you as a priest (laughs) to talk to him about it. Maybe God wants to use you as a priest to go on his behalf and bring some hope and some future to situations. You know, family, it's where we know criticism and arguments and pride. But family can also be a place of blessing, of care, of love. You know, words matter. Your words will be used by God to bring blessing to your family. You are going to be empowered today to speak a blessing over your family. And I'm going to empower you today. This is a blessing. I'm just going to read it to you that's found in the Old Testament. And priests in the Old Testament would read or speak this blessing over people. Fathers in the Old Testament also spoke blessing over their family. And we can read at different times. And we've been reading the account of Jacob and Esau and how their father spoke a blessing over them. Now, all of us who know Christ can also impart a spiritual blessing. In the accounts of the Bible, we see something that happens usually when a blessing is spoken. And and I don't think this is a formula or anything, but this is something I just noticed in the Bible. That oftentimes, it speaks of them looking at each other. In fact, some of the old grandfathers would talk about their eyes being too dim. They couldn't actually even see. So we can tell that being able to see was, was important and, and to look at one another when you're passing on a blessing. Another thing could be to touch. You could lay your hands on someone you're blessing. If you're blessing a child, you could put your hand on them or your wife, you could hold hands or, or uh, uh, maybe if it's just a friend, you could just, you know, I mean, you, right now you can't really touch each other, but you could... Uh, Uh, just uh, send each other a text message or something, right? But touch was important in passing on a blessing. And then the voice, the words that were spoken, and uh, the confidence in God, the faith in God that would come through with the voice. So this is the blessing that we find in the book of Numbers, chapter 6, verse 24 to 26. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you. And be gracious to you. And may the Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. You know, there's three things that are released for the future when we speak this blessing. We're releasing the power of God to protect. We're saying, you know what? I don't have the ability to do it all on my own. I need you, God. I need you, God, to provide protection for my children and my grandchildren. I need you to protect my spouse. I need you to protect the people that I love. Lord, I'm not always with them. I can't always do it. And I just confess my need of you. And that's in that first statement. The second thing that we're releasing for the future is we're releasing the grace of God to empower. Now, the grace of God, that just simply means God's empowering presence 
that helps us be who he wants us to be and do what he wants us to do. We don't earn grace. Grace is something that's freely given. And this is another reason why blessing in families is so important because families love unconditionally. We don't love a son or daughter because they behave. We love them because they're our son and daughter. And there's nothing that would stop us from loving. And I want to encourage you as a parent, you can release grace on your children. The power of God that's going to help them be who he wants them to be and do what he wants them to do. And I, let's, out of love, let's release that. And then children, you can also pray these over your parents, that it would be released to your parents, that they would receive power, and so on. Then, uh, number three, we're imparting the presence of God's peace. The Holy Spirit is known to be the agent of God's peace. He draws people uh, without faith, even. He draws people with faith. He works in their lives. And so when we impart God's presence, his gift of peace, we're asking for the Holy Spirit to be made known to them. That there would be unusual peace that would come over them. And so as we end the service today, we're going to do something different. And I'm going to ask Carla to come and join me. And uh, so we're going to pray a prayer of blessing over you uh, that are watching. And uh, we just want you to receive this blessing, okay? And then uh, after we do that, I'm going to ask BJ to play. He's going to play a worship song. And I'm gonna, during that song, I'm going to ask you to pray this prayer uh, that will come up on the screen there uh, over your family. So pray it individually over every person that's in the room. Make sure everybody gets, say their name. So at the start, it, it just say, Greg. I'm speaking the blessing of faith uh, and favor of God. Say their name and say that, and just say, I've written it here so you don't have to make something up. But if, if there's something in your heart you want to pray extra, then go for that too, okay? So this is not going to stay on the screen, this prayer, a blessing to speak over your family. So it's going to be up for a couple minutes. So what I'm suggesting you do is take a picture of that screen. Just get your camera out. And take a picture so you don't lose it, okay? So you can go on and BJ's going to lead us in a song. But first, Carla and I are going to pray for you. Right on. Thank you, Lord. May you, Lord, bless Gateway Church. May you keep Gateway Church. I'm speaking blessing and favor God over the life of every person that's hearing my voice. Lord, we ask that you protect every life. Lord, we're desperate for you, God. We need you, Lord, in our lives. Lord, we try on our own. We try our best. And Lord, there's been times where we've been self-sufficient. And Lord, we pray you'd forgive us, God. We need you. And we depend on you. So Lord, I pray that you would bless every person in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, God, that your word says that your divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. Jesus, today I pray for your church, for each person that you love so much, that the gift of God would empower each one 
Empower your church. Give strength. Give strategy to live as your children, as you've called us to live. Thank you, Jesus. And Jesus, we now impart the gift of peace on this church. Let the peace of God come upon this church. No striving. No trying to do things in our own efforts. No trying to make a way for us. You're our way maker. We depend on you. We look to you. We pray, God of peace, come upon your church. Even in the most difficult storms, in the greatest joys, be our peace. I bless you, church, now in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, I just want to encourage you. If your family's not with you in the room and you need to phone each other or whatever, I encourage you to do that, okay? So during the song, BJ's going to lead us. Go ahead, BJ.